0: This program is part of Film Geek Radio. Visit FilmGeekRadio.com for more great shows. This is Agents of Cast, your source for the best analysis of the ABC television series, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. With your host, Agent Andrew Johnson. If they can bring back Clark Gregg, maybe they can bring back Ed Norton.
1: That'd be weird.
2: Agent Bibbs Bibiani.
1: I got all my ideas from Mr. Belvenere, come on.
2: Agent Gwen Reyes. Anybody that's not a huge Joss fan just really needs to pack up their whole life and move to another continent. And Agent Rod Morrow.
3: I feel like someone just ran into your room and gave you a wedgie and then ran back out.
2: They are the Strategic Homeland Intervention,
0: Enforcement and Logistics Division Critical Analysis Strike Team, AKA the SHIELD cast. Agents Assemble! This is episode number 12 of the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. cast. This is Film Geek Radio's weekly podcast devoted exclusively to discussion of the ABC TV series, Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I'm Agent Andrew Johnson, and I'm joined by my fellow members of the Strategic Homeland Intervention Enforcement and Logistics Division Critical Analysis Strike Team. First up, he is an all-around comics enthusiast and the founder of the Black Guy Who Tips podcast network, Agent Rod Morrow.
3: Good day, I say. How are you doing, Rod? I'm doing great, man. Feeling recharged off the break and uh, ready to get some chill cast going.
0: Next up, she is a writer for RealVixen.com and a member of the Television Critics Association. Agent Gwyn Reyes.
2: Hey guys, I missed your faces. I haven't seen you in a month.
0: I know. It feels like there's been something missing in my life.
2: That
3: was. Have me. you been into Tahiti?
2: I have, guys. It's a magical place. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And finally, he is the film channel editor at CraveOnline.com, a co-host of the B-Movies podcast, and a part-time porn star, maybe, <laughs> <laughs> Agent William Bibbs Bibbiani. It's a boy dance party!
2: It's my favorite TV moment of the year! <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, together we are the S.H.I.E.L.D. cast. We strive to take both an enthusiastic and critical approach to Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., so there's a little something for everyone. Happy 2014, everyone!
3: Yeah, man, we made it!
1: Yeah! Woo! The world did not end! Uh, I played board games.
3: Yeah, I, I just, I had a boring uh, stay in the house, uh, safe New Year's.
0: What did you do, Gwen?
2: I went out and I rang in the New Year and got in a fight with a bartender. So it was real fun.
1: Gwen got <laughs> hammered, everybody. Apparently. <laughs> Wait, what did, the, what did this bartender do to you?
2: Well, it wasn't a bartender. It was a waiter and he ref- refused to serve my table of people. He kept deciding when and when not to serve us. And we were like, why are you telling us what to do? We weren't drunk. I don't, I mean, we got drunk, but we weren't drunk.
0: (laughs) Maybe that's why he didn't want to serve you.
2: No, I stayed out of it. My friend, my one friend handled it. I was like, I'm just going to sit back here.
3: I feel like you guys, like, immediately proved him right.
2: It kind of was one of those moments where I was like, please. Please let's not prove the, the bartender right. But it was actually, he was in the wrong. He was just telling us what to do.
0: All right. As always, you can email the agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.Cast at S.H.I.E.L.D.Cast at FilmGateCreature.com. And you can access all of our episodes by subscribing to us on iTunes or Stitcher. If you like the show, please leave us a review. That would really help us out a lot. And if you leave us a good review, we will make you an honorary member of the team. We also have a voicemail line at 336-793-2509, so you can call and leave us some feedback there. Uh, This show is being recorded live at Spreecast.com. To receive updates on when we'll be recording live, you can search for Agents of Shieldcast with all of the periods in there and sign up to be alerted for whenever we do a live recording. We typically record them at around 3 p.m. Eastern time on Wednesday afternoons. I don't think we've ever really deviated from that time, so you can plan on that. And if we ever do deviate from that, you can uh, follow any of us on Twitter for information on when we will be recording live. Uh, We'll give out those handles at the end of the show. This is a special bonus episode of the S.H.I.E.L.D. cast. You've probably noticed that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. has not returned for the second half of its first season yet. What we're going to be doing today just to ring in the new year is we're going to be talking about what we hope to see from the show when it comes back, maybe talking about a few other great TV shows that we've been watching over the break and over the past year, and it's just meant to be a fun little bonus discussion. So to kick things off, uh Rod, you reminded me earlier that we got an email from a listener named Mumbles, who I believe we made an honorary member of the team. Mm-hmm. on our last episode. Uh, do you want to go ahead and read that email and just kick off our discussion from there?
3: All right. <clears throat> like Rod, seeing Mike get blown up was almost traumatic to me. I was very happy to watch him in action again, and I really hopes he makes a return. Ward getting shot even felt like an afterthought compared to how Peterson went out. I agree, man. When Ward got shot, I felt like that dude is going to live. I don't know about Mike. Um, Also, like Rod, I noticed that the preview for the second half of the season never shows Peterson. However, I've also noticed that the promos tend to be very misleading in general. Even if we don't include the whole Thor 2 tie-in hype around the well, I still view Peterson as a possibly recurring character, even if he hasn't been announced as a regular. Sorry, maybe I'm being childish, but J. August Richards is simply too good to waste like that.
1: Children love J. August Richards.
3: Uh, overall, I still enjoyed the show, and I really like the episode, despite it being somewhat predictable. But I think I see at least one thing that frustrates many people. It'd be fine if Colson's resurrection were a big season-long mystery, which is what they're apparently trying to do. But Skyward and May also have these mysterious backstories, and that's four out of six main characters in total. Ward and May should have had their backstories explained quickly so they could explore how it affected them rather than wondering what happened meanwhile i'd have swapped peterson for sky as members as a member of colson's team and had her own occasionally as a an occasional ally as a member of rising tide which in my view would have the same goal of protecting humanity but with polar opposite methods uh well we'll see what they do in the next 12 episodes i guess mumbles
0: thanks for writing in mumbles uh so just to get the conversation started guys what are you hoping is going to happen in the second half of uh of the season uh what plot lines do you think they should wrap up do you think mike peterson will make a return bibs i'm gonna start off with you i'm pretty sure you do think mike peterson is coming back
1: uh did he die on screen no then yes he'll be back i mean he was engulfed by fire Yo, oh, oh yes, the super strong guy with superpowers got engulfed by fire, but we didn't see a dead body. Yeah, no, he's he's fine. He's better than fine. He's actually in Tahiti right now. <laughs> here, here's, here, hey, that's just that's just TV. That's in general though, and I vowed never to be fooled again because the last time I let myself get all ripped. Oh, no, they were they were fine. So no, he'll be fine. The question is whether or not he'll be back this season, or or they'll keep trying to. Bring him back as an occasionally recurring guy, and then, um, then maybe one day make him a series regular. Because you know they they don't want to have any black people on the show with any regularity, fuckers. But uh, as for the second half of this season, here's here's honestly, I was thinking about it. Here's honestly what I want. I want something I do not expect. I want this show to go off, because this show got super safe super quickly. It became the same episode over and over again, and that doesn't mean I didn't enjoy it. I like a lot of the cast, I like a lot of the personalities on screen, uh, I like a little bit of the world, I like eh, the overall tone, although I think it could stand to have a little bit more danger in it. But uh, this feels like comfort food when it really should feel like a real television show so all i want is for them to just fucking surprise me and do a couple episodes that are actually intense or have some revelations i didn't expect that made me rethink the show anything along those lines gwen what are your thoughts on the upcoming second half of the season
2: um i'm kind of i mean i think we're all on the same page about that that we wanted to kind of go somewhere that's not just like i like i'm i'm getting used to and enjoying the regularness of the procedural aspect of like we're gonna have a bad of the of the week and we're gonna go solve it and we're gonna get together and it's gonna grow closer and closer and closer but at the same time i want to see some more backstory i'd love to see like a flashback episode really really badly just kind of to see where everybody was before they got put together again um i think that'd be a lot of fun just to i'm always a sucker for a flashback episode though because i think it just kind of does what you need to do and get over with and also i think that i really enjoy like those really funny episodes so i'd like to see maybe a more comedic straight comedy episode and then also maybe even more of a horror episode so just kind of keeping the genres episode based rather than kind of trying to blend them all together it's, it sometimes feels like it's too much
1: Here's an idea for a flashback episode. Hang on. I think this is... You hit on something there, and I think we, you're right. We do need that. What if they did a flashback episode that's just what happened to everyone during the final action sequence in The Avengers?
2: Oh, that would be cool. To
1: so get to see what they were doing with Coulson, but then it's also just a good moment where everyone's like... You know, it's the World Trade Center moment where everyone gets to... Mm-hmm. And, of course, something plot-related was happening to everyone at the same time. Well, and that's easy
2: for them to recreate. Like, they could do that on a back lot of their their studio.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Do it! Well, Rod, of all of us,
0: you've probably been the biggest fan of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. so far. So what do you want to see happen in the second half of the season?
3: Uh, Very similar to the other guys. Like, I just want to see them pay off on some of the things they've been setting up. I I think I've been the most patient uh with the show i think so i just want them to like pay off in a way that rewards my patience man because i'm giving them a lot of rope here and uh that's all like uh you know i want whatever's up with colson i I want it to be like you know the biggest deal i don't want it just to be something casual or something uh very predictable also you know i continue to want to see like the romantic mishmash uh happening on the ship uh bring in some different love interests and stuff like that like i really enjoy um All of that stuff, uh, it makes the show interesting in scenes that, you know, otherwise would be a bit more procedural. So I want to see that. And, um, you know, uh, continue to to use the budget in, uh, interesting ways. I'm I'm a big fan of the Shield Tech. They've been finding good ways to to introduce it in uh, every single episode uh sometimes better than others. But uh most of all they just have to pay off on all the build up and if I had one prediction I, I would predict that um for the next half of the season they probably do like some type of jump forward. That would be cool. Like kinda along the lines of Bibbs saying, you know, a flashback. I would like a flash forward kinda like let's skip six months. Let's let's kinda develop these characters into some different roles almost and see what happens without coasting on the ship six months from now and or or whatever, you know, people having to, to kind of develop on their own and we can kind of, we'll even have more stuff to cover in that little break of what happened in those six months and we'll have more to cover with, you know, like the future and more surprises to be like, oh, why is Melinda May pregnant or something like that?
2: But that seems like a, a more obvious jump for like a second season sort of thing, like they would do over the summer.
0: I, I think that's actually a great idea just because that could work almost as a as a reboot. Right. So for people like me, to a certain extent, who aren't very happy with the way they've developed things or really haven't developed things, that could act almost like a reset button and give them a second try. So I'd totally be down for that. Bibbs, I think you're totally right, though. The main thing we need just need is something unexpected.
1: You could combine, however, the flash forward and the flashback slate. Ward's mind gets sent back in time, and he has to relive the pilot episode knowing everything that he knows now, thus changing continuity forever, and you can call that episode Reward. Oh. <laughs> Check, please. <laughs> you need to write for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., I, I, I agree. <laughs> I really agree.
2: You should just write your spec script now.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, I am <laughs> writing the porn parody, so.
2: <laughs> More sex, man. Yeah. We're all on Rod's team now. We want more sex.
1: All right. Chilled ass, I'm assuming. Well, here's a here's question, because you have to decide who's going to have sex with whom, and you only get five sex scenes. Mm-hmm. Oh, is that the rule? Only five? Generally speaking, you only get five. Four or five.
2: Five sex scenes in 20 minutes.
3: The good news is, every sex scene doesn't have to just involve two people.
1: That's true. Now, does it end with, like, a huge orgy, or does it end with, like, a three-way between Ward and Sky and Fitz? Because you have to say the biggest one for last. So what's the big climax?
3: Uh, I don't know. I'm thinking May and Fitz and Simmons. Okay. Really? Mm-hmm.
0: I'm thinking just all of S.H.I.E.L.D., like they just make a company day of it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's their activity for this week. Yeah,
1: we go back to the hub and that's like the company party. Rod, what's that one Avenger who can make people fall in love with each other, like the red-haired guy from outer space? Is it like it's like Firefox or Star Fox or something?
3: I don't know. It's not Star Fox, though. That's a um, Nintendo. Dude. It's not an Avenger I'm familiar with. <laughs> really okay hang on look like a fox
1: yeah no he's 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 got just this name that has nothing to do with his superpower he's an alien he can make people fall in love with each other she hulk once had to defend him uh in like a martian court for for uh date rape so um Whoa. yeah it was a good <laughs> issue it was a good issue of that comic um i think he's like thanos's cousin or something i don't know isn't that dude that
3: always wears shades
1: no, it's not the dude that always wears shades. No, he's got, like, this this <laughs> bright red costume with, like, a white <laughs> tunic... <laughs> And like a gold something on his chest and with those slicked back red hair. He looks a little like Damon Hellstrom's like twink brother. It's it's, it's kind of awesome. Oh. But I'm just saying it's like what you can do is you find an excuse, a plot-driven excuse why everyone's fucking everyone everywhere and why they will never talk about it again. Well, there
2: was that episode of Buffy. where yes. They couldn't stop having sex because they were in the haunted house. Mm-hmm. It's been done. We can have it done again.
1: Well, see, now I just
0: want to see an episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. where the guy who wears all the shades whoever that is who wears shades all the time i don't know who you're talking about but i just want someone matching that description to show up on agents of shield
3: he was, like, he, was he was
1: like power man he was his he was power man yeah no it was there it was a wonder man wonder man
3: yeah wonder man he wonder man
1: like, he doesn't he doesn't wear the shades as much anymore at least as I that i recall but he was the superhero who was also a movie star so he got to do his own stunts
3: yeah
1: yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> and is wonder man married to Wonder Woman? No. No. Different. I was about to say that's different companies, so that wouldn't make a lot of sense.
1: Wonder Woman, but Wonder Man had an on again off again thing with the Scarlet Witch, who was also married to Wonder Man's sort of brother, Android the Vision.
3: I think the guy Bills is talking about is uh, Rape Man. So. Yes. Rape
1: Man? Rape Man. What? His last no, name is Rape Man, it's an unfortunate coincidence. Yeah, it's
3: just a coincidence. Yeah. yeah. A co-
1: it's <laughs> not that's not true. He's not that's not true. Shut up. <laughs>
3: His name is uh, Dayton Rape Man. Oh, and, shut uh, up.
0: Name. Shut up. The sad thing is that you could be telling the truth, and it would <laughs> not surprise me.
2: Well, I've tried to use a lot of different search terms right now, and I can't find any Avenger who makes people fall in love. <laughs> Maybe he's in your imagination. No,
3: that's,
1: that's, it is Star Fox! Really? His name is actually Star Fox. Hey, hang on a second. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send everyone an a, a image here.
3: Oh, wait. Arrows of the Titans?
1: Yeah.
2: Well, I'm glad that the mystery was solved. We need to have Star Fox on the show.
0: Did Nintendo have to, like, pay for the rights
2: or something?
1: <laughs> right. Yeah, he does predate him. He was created in 1984.
3: When you see him, he does look a bit date rapey. Is a, look at him. Look at him. He's a little date rapey. Mm-hmm. Is
1: it just
2: because he's got red hair?
3: He looks like Billy
1: Zane in that picture.
2: I wouldn't want to go to a party with him. No. I'd walk around like this with my drink all the time.
0: Yeah,
3: he's really... Yeah, hey, hey do you... Put a cover over your drink, ladies.
0: He looks like the Jordan Belfort of the Marvel Universe. <laughs> yeah.
2: Why is She-Hulk all up in his business?
0: She-Hulk is all up in everyone's business. Okay, see, I want a show kind of like the one you're talking about, Bibs, where so-and-so's got a relationship with so-and-so who's connected to so-and-so's cousin and right. related to Thanos. I want some crazy,
1: soapy melodrama with superheroes. That sounds yeah. fascinating.
2: That's what I want.
1: You know, you know what they should do is they should do uh, The Pulse. That would be kind of cool. You remember The Pulse, Rod? The Pulse was uh, an entire comic book Marvel had dedicated to... I think it was called The Pulse. It was dedicated to a tabloid magazine that works within a superhero universe. I would really love to see that show.
0: That does sound interesting.
1: But, uh, you know, they also have a lot of options. They could do this with um, Alias, which is going to be a show on Netflix now from Marvel. They're probably going to change the name, though. uh, Which was a Marvel comic book about a private detective. That kept investigating everyone's business. But, uh, yeah, I don't know if they're going to change the title or not because there was another show. Yeah.
2: My boyfriend, uh, Bradley Cooper, was on that show.
3: Mm-hmm. I remember when he was just a guy that got beat up a lot.
2: I was so sad.
3: Remember when they got married? Ugh. And then she immediately died? That was sad. Bradley Cooper, didn't he say
1: that he hated that show?
2: Well, he wanted yeah. off the whole time. He doesn't seem to like a lot of things.
1: Yeah. Because he's, uh, he's not worthy of you, Gwen.
3: He's too dreamy for TV
2: uh he is so dreamy
1: and he's gonna be even dreamier in raccoon form
2: <laughs> can't wait
1: oh my god
2: he was even dreamy with curls
1: no he he's wasn't a shitty shitty film called american hustle thank you god i feel like i'm alone on that everyone else saying it's so brilliant it has so much to say but it has nothing to say it says nothing god it's like john snow
3: i'll try to see it today
1: oh yeah you're gonna go see
2: american hustle today
3: yeah, dog. I've been seeing movies all over the place since uh, we've been off the air. So.
1: Movies?
0: What crap? Well, yeah, okay. Well, let's talk about some of the stuff we've been watching over the break and some of the stuff that we're looking forward to in 2014. Um, and, and anybody can can jump in here. What are some of the other good shows that people should be watching that maybe that you saw over 2013 or over the break or and anything that you want
3: to talk about?
1: Uh, Fucking Arrow, bitches.
3: There you go. Take the words out of my mouth.
1: Arrow is the shit. That's my next one. You haven't seen Arrow yet? Oh. Oh my god.
2: It's too boy for me. No, it's
1: really not. There's
2: not enough kissing.
1: There's so much kissing. There's so much kissing. There is so much soap opera shit on that show. There's so much will they, won't they. Oh, my God, my sister is a drug addict. Oh, when will Felicity ever tell Arrow that she loves him? Oh, no, now she met The Flash. Oh, will she ever end up with Arrow? Oh, man. And then he takes his shirt off in every scene, and it is awesome. It is perfect. I
3: feel like Bibb's just passed out. Oh, don't forget they started off with laurel as the love interest and that got extremely messy and it's it's uh, messy in every
1: fucking episode every episode it's like we can never be together next episode why can't we be together
3: laurel's sister yeah uh, uh. Like, Harry was a love interest
2: remember that show you guys remember that show bird of prey birds of prey
3: yeah it sucked
2: yeah it did suck and that show hurt my feelings and so now i'm very cautious about my do
1: not let the sins of the past Mm-hmm. Ruin the, the arrow of the future. No, 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 no. This show is the show, The show has a really, really good balance of cheesy soap opera, actually legitimate good action, uh, pretty darned interesting world building. Like they started off with, oh, there's just this one guy in a in a hood shooting arrows at people, and they've started to really expand it in this season into like a whole world of superheroes, and it feels really organic. Uh, they're really playing around with the morality of vigilantism in a way that no other superhero show ever really has, which I really, really like.
3: And the thing I like is it's still all kind of his origin story. I think we're, what, two? this is a uh, second, second season, season. and yeah. we're still kind of building him as a character, like, we're you're watching as he comes to conclusions.
1: Yeah, he's still figuring out who he is as a hero, yeah. Right.
3: And that and, that's, and that adds a different element to mo- than the most superhero shows where it's just like a guy has a code and he shows up and he's doing running by his rules. Like yeah. this shit is like him going, oh, I guess that's why you don't kill people and be a hero because people don't like that shit. He
1: kills people throughout the entire first season, and then in the second season, he's right. Oh, right, everyone thinks I'm a serial killer. I can't <laughs> do that.
3: Yeah, people don't, <laughs> don't want to help me anymore. Yeah. I, I, people show up dead, and then my favorite part about that is, like, as a fan, you're like, that makes sense. I'm glad he came to that conclusion. And then he's immediately put in a situation where he needs to kill somebody. You're like, oh, Yo, yeah. that
1: was fucked up! Oh, my <laughs> God, he was trying so hard! He was trying so hard!
2: <laughs> okay, so
1: we're all excited
2: about Arrow.
1: So excited!
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, so if I decide to watch Arrow, should I watch it from the very beginning, even Yes. I've heard Season one isn't that great, or should
1: I start with season two? No, season one is fine, it just gets better.
3: Yeah. Whoever told you that is an asshole. Season one is perfectly fine. Go watch that.
1: It just, it just, it gets increasingly better all the time, but it doesn't start bad. It just starts a little simplistic, and then it just, it's kind of like Supernatural, where it started off really episodic and, like, not really, you know, like, oh, this is fun, I like the characters, but there's no myth to it yet, and then it exploded into the coolest thing on TV. That's kind of what Arrow is doing. Okay. Okay. Really? No Supernatural fans? Okay, you guys (laughs) suck. Wow, I'm on the wrong podcast. What the hell? Oh, that hurts. That hurts. You should go start the Supernatural cast. No, the last couple of seasons have been lame.
2: I used to watch Supernatural, and it was on at the same time as this show called Reunion, and I picked Reunion. What? And Yeah, I know. Wow.
3: I thought the original was good, but I don't need to see a sequel. So, I mean, Robert Redford was perfectly fine in just the regular Natural. So, I was like, Supernatural? I'm out.
2: Oh, it's like that was a long. I was like, where's this <laughs> joke going? That was good.
0: Bravo. Bravo. <laughs> <Well>, Bravissimo, <I> sir. I've
2: marathoning um, Once Upon a Time because I love Once Upon a Time in Wonderland. And um, it's, it's really good. It's like remarkably good. So if anybody hasn't watched that one, I would jump on
1: board. Which one's better, Once Upon a Time in Wonderland or Once Upon a Time? Because I tried watching Once Upon a Time and I found it too cheesy for me.
2: Okay, here's the thing I think that. Both are really cheesy. But Once Upon a Time gets a lot better. It took me about two episodes for it to get past like the really bad CGI and stuff. Mm-hmm. But Once Upon a Time in Wonderland, I like the love story in that a lot more. And so that's what I kind of I kind of get past the really, really, really bad special effects. And so because I, I got used to the bad special effects in Once Upon a Time in Wonderland when I switched to Once Upon a Time, it wasn't. It was actually, like, refreshingly realistic.
1: Nice. Yeah, I don't know. What, what is it about the show? Because, like, I... I... It's like, I get it, they're fairy tale people, but they're not fairy tale people. And there's a okay, mystery Okay, so think it's what... like
2: the whole. They're living in a world where there is no magic. So, like, there's our realm, we live in a non magic realm, and then there's the storybook world. And there's a curse that the Equal Queen puts upon all of the people because she's pissed about. And you figure out why she's pissed at Snow White, like she hates Snow White. and has something to, It has nothing to do with how beautiful she is. It actually is deeper and very, very interesting from there. And so she curses them, but before that happens, Snow White and, and Prince Charming have a baby, and they send it to the non-magical realm, and it grows up. And she's supposed to be like the Jesus figure in the whole show. And so she comes back 28 years later and is kind of brought back into this world because this little boy who turns out to be her son... It's like, hey, I have this book, and it tells me all these stories, and I think they're real. It's kind of this weird blending of realism and not. And then at the end of this season, the curse is going to get lifted, and so they get to be able to walk between the two realms, which is kind of neat. This season being the first season I'm on. I haven't
3: gotten to the second season yet.
2: And the third season is what we're in right now.
3: And what And what are you watching it on?
2: Um, I'm watching it on Netflix.
3: Cool. All right.
2: But they're both – so both seasons are on Netflix – or Amazon Prime. No, just on Netflix.
3: And uh, Will, you've been watching
1: Scandal, right? I just started watching Scandal. I just kept hearing everyone reference Scandal. The first like two seasons were on Netflix. So I was like, all right, well, I'm bored. Hi, what am I? Bleh. So Scandal, Scandal is fun. Scandal Mm -hmm. is stupid and kind of fun, and I really, really dig it. Scandal is, uh, you know, it's a show about a woman uh, whose job it is to fix scandals. Oh, no, I'm going to be in a scandal, and the media is going to be all up in my business. Mm -hmm. And I'm fucking the president. So, like, and everyone's murdered everyone. And my assistant is a serial killer. Mm-hmm. and it just goes on from there and it is ridiculous it is nothing but like 1970s exploitation soundtrack it mm-hmm. is just a great combination of every stupid awesome thing where yeah. it's like we're gonna do an episode where it's like oh and the president shows her like the house he built her for when he was gonna leave his wife and make her the first lady mm-hmm. meanwhile one of her assistants is torturing her other assistant to death. Yes. What the fuck? <laughs> Holy awesome.
2: shit! So it's so
3: it's That good. scene
2: was so good.
3: What,
1: you, saw, you actually saw that one, right?
2: Yeah, I've seen a few.
3: Shonda Rhimes sets up characters so well where you hate them forever, and then she just does like one thing and you're like, oh, that, that person's had it. The oh,
1: president committed murder and it's never been a plot point.
3: Not <laughs> once! Not once! You Not once.
1: Old to death on her hospital
3: bed. Oh my god! What the fuck? And it's just like, oh, I, I'm gonna love you forever. You know he's a murderer! Not to mention, you thought he killed your mom, and then you slept with that dude, and Dick was so good, you were like, alright, it's cool. Yeah.
1: Tony Goldwyn's cock must be made of sunshine, roses, and other cocks. Like, that's how amazing it must be. <laughs>
3: It's, it's, I'm going to tell you right now, dog. It's the mouth skills, man. If you notice in every... He goes down on her every episode! Oh, my
1: God! The drinking game for Scandal would be amazing. Anytime someone goes down on someone else. Yeah. Anytime uh, someone refers to everyone as a, as a gladiator. Yeah. gladiator. great. Yeah. <laughs> you'd be hammered before the first commercial break. Oh, my God. You'd be so hammered.
3: Yeah. I love it, man. Um, also, I love that um, they get so sloppy and messy
1: yeah they do
2: but how do you guys feel about okay so that's this is always up for contention and argument how do you guys feel about olivia and the president
3: oh i don't mind it because i watch um so many shows i feel like if she was a dude no one would have an issue with this shit because we watch morally compromised men do all kinds of fucked up shit in every single show that we that, that we watch. We watch dudes cheat on their wives like uh, The Sopranos, and we end up rooting for Tony Soprano for six seasons of him fucking around on his wife and his family.
1: Here's the hypocrisy, though, is that if a guy, if the, if the roles are reversed, mm-hmm. and Olivia was a man and the president was a woman, uh, the male character, who's the, arguably the center of the show, uh, would be perceived as Whipped. I think that's the standard that we're talking about the double standard there. I mean she is she is very very addicted to her love.
3: A lot of men though can be perceived as whipped by the women in their lives according to uh TV. I mean yeah. even even if they're not uh necessarily being uh sexually faithful to them a lot of women end up becoming the domineering mother type role that is always keeping the guy on a short leash and he has to appease her before he can go out and do his dirtiness. Um, such, which kind of happened to, uh, Tony Soprano's wife. Um, also, uh, Skyler. We watched that happen to her. And yeah. we you watch audience reviews of Breaking Bad.
1: Oh, they're so mean to Skyler for no good reason.
3: Right. And I feel like, you know, we can't, uh, disassociate the misogyny of the audience and general, uh, public from some of what's going on with Liv, because I'm not saying it's okay, quote-unquote, for her to be having an affair. I think we're supposed to be a bit morally outraged and like, why can't these two leave each other alone? Right. But we're also... To a certain but some of it ends up being like, I can't watch this show because she's not being faithful. It's like she also rigged a fucking election. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, the,
1: know, she... See, here's my thing with Olivia, and, and here's why I I, I I do like it, even though it should potentially raise some red flags, is uh there's a tendency whenever you want to have a strong female character in any sort of art form to play it up too much and reduce the, like and diminish her complexity. And here is someone who is in many respects incredibly strong, like superpowered strong, and in some respects very very weak because of the very things that make her strong, and she falls victim to her own uh, uh, predilections, and that's something I don't see. There's a, Here's another series I watched, actually, over the break. Uh, it was the first season of The Fall with Gillian Anderson.
2: Great show. uh let's talk about The Fall. The Fall is
1: the shit, but here's the thing with The Fall, though, is that it's another episode, it's another series that has a very strong female protagonist. It is also very much about sexism and misogyny, and yet the one thing I worry about is that although Gillian Anderson's character is not perfect, she's really just spectacularly overpowered. At everything she does and while Olivia is obviously more cartoonishly portrayed because it's that kind of a show uh, I do buy that she is just a, a mess but the things that make her a mess also make her really really good at her job
3: let me throw this out at: here's a comparison you probably won't hear much but um what about uh, the same thing could apply for uh, Claire Danes character in homeland
1: I haven't watched homeland yeah oh
3: okay well yeah but but she fucking married men and shit like that and like her her life is a mess outside of the field she's really good at her job but you just don't like instead of uh you know people pushing back on the show like i can't watch this she's fucking a married dude There's a lot more like she should win an award. So I think it's like just a double standard going on with Scandal because it's more of a soap opera trashier style of showing it. So people are like more like there's more backlash. But this is not a new thing on TV. Like we watched people be morally compromised and the center of a show where, you know, overall we're supposed to be rooting for them. It just seems weird that people always pull that out for this show. And I really believe it's because it's a woman having sex with a a man, you know.
1: All right, well, I'm sold. I'll, I'll watch Scandal. The first season is really short, and it's just pretty good. First half of the second season, holy shit. It gets... Oh, <laughs> my God! I could not stop watching it. Oh,
3: my the God. The first season is... Um, it's, it's pretty good. Of reminds me ...of the sh- this, this Agents of Shield, Yes. In a way, because it's so, like, Monstra of the Week, almost. It's like Scandal of the Week. Like, what is she going to solve this time? And then second season comes back, and it's like, you know what, guys? She's got her own scandals to solve, and now she's at the center of every fucking problem ever Mm -hmm. with an occasional person that has a problem that comes to her. It it used to be like every week someone had a problem. Then at some point it was like, yeah, so the president uh, just killed your mentor. Anyway, you know, like, shit just hits the fan.
0: Beautiful. Have any of you been watching uh, The Returned? No, I keep hearing it's great, though. I
3: have it sitting on
2: my DVR.
0: It's fantastic. Everybody should rush out and watch The Returned sell us it is a a french show don't let that dissuade you though it is i believe it's based on a book actually and it's about this little small town in france up in the mountains and it's about uh one day suddenly all of these people that that had died some of them one year ago some of them 10 years ago just people that have died at various points suddenly come back to life and they show up and they don't realize that they've been dead for however long. And it's about just the effect that that has on their loved ones and everyone in the town and who's trying to figure out what's going on. You know, is this some kind of miracle? What, what exactly is going on? It, it is It is fascinating. It reminded me of Lost, but in a good way.
3: So is it kind of like The Sixth Sense, the, the TV show?
0: I don't think I ever saw The Sixth Sense. What?! <laughs> Wait. The TV oh, wait, show. Wait, or the wait, wait. You mean the sixth show? The, the movie. Yeah. Yeah. You the, said the TV okay. show. You, okay. I saw so the I movie. Like, you said, movie. said the sixth. is the TV, TV show. show. I got. I got confused. Okay.
2: Yeah. So the return and the return is like really atmospherically gorgeous. It's definitely a different take on a zombie sort of show because it's more about the reactions and the and how do you deal with the fact that your loved one's been dead for this whole time and it's just really, really stunning and beautiful.
3: Have they had any incidences of people coming back and being like? You're the motherfucker that killed me. Yes, mm, i mean That has happened. Writing it down.
1: But it's actually just a guy like looking at a pack, like a pack of cigarettes. Like you're the motherfucker who killed me.
3: <laughs> <laughs> what were you thinking? <laughs> Too much tar. He walks into Waffle House and looks at bacon. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you son of a bitch! It's all your it's fault. So
2: Still at bacon it. Bacon to kill me?
0: No. And speaking of uh, foreign shows, I also recently started watching Borgin which is a show from Denmark. It's basically the West Wing of
1: Denmark.
2: You've been on, like, a little foreign trip, haven't you?
1: What do you have against America, Andrew? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Fox News' Agents of
2: You don't have to watch Broadchurch. It's going to be on Fox next year.
0: I saw Broadchurch as well. Broadchurch was great. I'm, I'm a little bit concerned about the remake, but, you know, we'll see how it Have goes. you
3: watched uh, Orphan Black? Uh,
0: I have watched Orphan
2: Black, Wonderful show.
0: Yeah, I,
3: I actually bought the season on um, Amazon Prime, and I have to watch it before it starts back.
2: You haven't watched it yet?
3: No, no, no. I, I've been saving it Rod, to watch. it's
2: got one of the best deaths ever.
1: You, you spoiled that for me, actually. Thank
3: you
2: Sorry for that. Sorry about that, guys. I thought that I said on like thing, spoilers. I did a post yesterday about like top t- my favorite TV moments and the, one of the deaths, in that was in Orphan Black.
0: Yeah, Orphan Black
1: is great.
2: A lot of death this year, guys. I lost a lot of my, my imaginary friends. I'm sad about it.
1: Huh. Did anyone watch uh, uh, Day of the Doctor or Time of the Doctor? Sorry. Oh no,
3: I don't watch Doctor Who,
1: man. <gasps> you don't watch Doctor God. Who?
2: Why? I just started. I can't stop thinking. You just
1: Doctor started Doctor. Doctor
2: Who? I just started like three days ago.
1: Where did you start?
2: Uh, with Eccleston.
1: Oh, good. Okay, cool. Okay. Oh, oh, then you are in for so many treats. I know. Where are you at right now? Where? How far have you gotten?
2: I'm with the pig midget.
1: I want that in a bumper sticker. I'm with the big midget.
3: I think that's called a pigeon. <laughs> yeah
2: <laughs> it's an alien pig and it was sad and and then doctor who he's got all these feelings he's the doctor he's got all of these emotions and they make my heart he's got all like, these explode. feelings <laughs> Oh my god! like i watched okay so how i got sucked into <laughs> doctor who is that i've been against it for years and years and years I'm like i'm no i don't need any more nerdy things in my life no thank you yeah and i watched my one of my best friends got into the show and she like would not shut up about it so i Was losing my friend and I was like, I have to get back in with my friend so I have to watch this damn show. So I watched the 50th anniversary episode and it was just like a Christmas carol. And then I watched the Christmas episode, this past one, and I cried and I didn't even know who any of these people were. Uh, and so I was like, I gotta watch
3: I heard a lot of nerds were crying after the Christmas episode
2: Yeah, there was I was like, I'm supposed to be sad about things And I don't know who any of these people are And I'm crying
1: I didn't cry at this Christmas episode But I cry every time I see the a Christmas episode with Michael Gambon Does anyone know, everyone see that one? It's where the doctor, the doctor, there's Michael Gambon plays like the overlord of a planet and there's like a ship of spaceship that's going to crash into the planet unless he raises like the shield that will repel them and destroy everyone on board. But he's a total dick and it's Christmas. So the doctor figures, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to Christmas Carol, this motherfucker. And he goes back in time and just keeps visiting him and trying to change him so that he's a nice person. And it is heartbreaking. It kills me. And in the and in the end, someone gets like a Santa sleigh that is that is flown about by giant floating sharks. I can't. It's so awesome. <laughs> you had me at giant floating sharks. The show,
2: guys, is it's killing me. Like I dreamed about oh. it the other night, and <laughs> and I started writing like my I'm like this close to writing my own Doctor Who fan fiction. Like my life. Has changed welcome board. i don't want to be here i want to go back to a world where all i had was once upon a time and it's just killing me it kills my heart
1: i ran into matt smith at comic-con then i i i normally don't bother people because i i'll interview him eventually anyway probably but i'm just like dude i just want to say and he says let me guess you're a big fan and i'm like yes and then he pointed to my shirt because i was wearing a doctor who t-shirt at the time and i'd forgotten about it <laughs> but he was really cool, and he took a picture with me, and then just said goodbye, he's and it was, was fun. Charming.
2: He and he's quite David cool. David Tennant are just like delightful individuals. Yeah, I haven't met Chris Eccleston yet.
1: Chris Eccleston wants nothing to do with Doctor Who anymore.
2: That's sad because he was such a. I like him.
1: I interviewed him for Thor, and I was like, you yeah, know, it's 50th anniversary. You were a Doctor Who. He's like, yeah, I'm just trying to get away from that. And I'm like, ah, uh-huh. really? You were you were my Doctor. Don't do this
3: to me. How dare you have hopes and dreams and aspirations beyond this?
1: <laughs> it's not a matter of that. It's a matter of owning up to what you've done in your career, and I'm just surprised you can't do it, you know? He's probably
3: scared of being typecast. You know how those guys get.
1: He'd be lucky to be typecast
3: as Doctor Who. Is Who.
1: He, what's he been doing lately?
3: Poor Chris Eccleston.
1: Well, what is everyone going to be watching in 2014?
3: Oh, wait, what about what I've been watching? What the fuck? <laughs> what have you been watching, we Rod? You then.
0: watch everything, Rod, so.
3: Uh, TV wise, I watched uh, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Um, Finally started watching that on Netflix. And uh, it's excellent, man. For people that watch the original anime, I was like, uh, I probably don't need to watch it because I already saw the original. But um, this shit is like the original one on fucking meth. Like, it just goes straight for action, and uh, comedy is really well done. I
1: love meth.
3: Mm. Mm-hmm. And the story zips along very fast. I think each season's only like thirteen episodes. Although someone did tell me that the fifth season and final season isn't on Netflix, so I'll probably have to like go blow somebody for that one at some point. But uh I'll get it. Also I've been watching the Eagles uh this year, which is my favorite T V show.
2: <laughs> it's been an emotional roller coaster this year.
3: Yeah, we had a lot of scandals. We had people that were racist, end up like redeeming themselves uh through their play on the field. Um, and, uh, we end up having like quarterback controversy and, uh, you know, people were ready to fire our first year coach. Uh, but it all worked out, um, culminating in a, uh, you know, final game against the Cowboys, uh, where the Cowboys did what the Cowboys do in December and lose. Uh, so that has been also awesome, uh, to watch.
0: What season of the Eagles was this? Uh, I believe
3: this is, uh, this has been going on for a while. It's like season 35, maybe. All right. It's
2: the longest running soap opera in soap opera history.
3: Yeah, you do not have to go all the way back for this one, guys. Like, if you want to just pick up, there's a new show next uh, weekend. If you want to just pick up then, you can uh, you can watch them play the Saints uh, this year. And, uh, you know, we can use all the bandwagon help we can get.
0: All right. Well, uh, what are people going to be watching in 2014?
2: Well, I think Anthony Freeland in the chat, he just wrote down a couple of ones that I think people are really excited about. CBS's Intelligence, which I saw the pilot and I slept through it twice. Oh, Really? Spoiler alert, it's shitty.
3: I'm going to watch that, by the way, because that is an impossible white man show, and there's no fucking way I'm missing that. I love when white people with just, like, random various background powers, like military experience or something, can do impossible shit that no one on the planet can do. (laughs) And that dude, like, within the trailer, he does, like, five of those things. Like, he's like, I'm going to jump across a canyon, and I'm going to dodge behind this table and take these bullets and not even get shot. And I'm like fuck yeah this guy is awesome so i'm all the way in for intelligence
1: i i could also go for some intelligence
3: Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) i hope it gets better i i think there's
2: a really good premise there i just thought that it was kind of meh it
3: might be meh but uh but it could get better that's my weakness though the uh impossible white man genre in general like i i saw 47 ronin last night i know that that's a shitty movie i I, it's like a seven and a half for me because that shit is just uh, a white dude with mystical powers doing shit.
0: I knew it, Rod. I knew you, that you would like that movie.
3: You were really close, man. I saw you get uh, you uh, guessing on uh, my Facebook page. Yeah. Uh, I, I do a thing where if you get it exactly right, you can be a guest on the show, no questions asked. And uh, Andrew was really close, man. A lot of people said I, was, I wasn't going to like it, but um, Keanu Reeves almost won an Oscar for me because he said the phrase magical powers with a straight face, and I said, this dude is good. <laughs>
0: Oh man! All right. Well, Anthony also says he's looking forward to Black Sales on Stars. I'm curious about that as well. Me
2: too. And
0: he's uh, looking forward to True Detective on HBO. We're actually going to be doing a True Detective podcast on Film Geek Radio. And, and oh, are you? Yeah, for, for season one. So if you're watching True Detective, be sure to uh, subscribe to our new Film Geek Radio show when that premieres. Um,
2: I saw the first three episodes, and it's bonkers. Really? It is a. Bonkers nice. show, it's so good.
0: That's so good to hear. It's Anthony also says there are a few returning shows he's looking forward to. Uh, Justified, I'm with him there. Justified's great. Originals slash Vampire Diaries.
3: I'm on board. I haven't seen that one. You haven't
2: watched either of those? No.
3: Nope. I haven't either.
2: There's a lot of white people with magical powers on that show.
3: Well, the Impossible White Man is a little different. I I, I don't have time to get out into all the specifics. He's
0: also looking forward to Sleepy Hollow, the season finale. I can't wait for that. Yeah, me too.
1: I, I, is that is that really as good as everyone's saying? Really?
3: Why, why so would it not good. be? Viv. It, it is. It is like a uh, Buffy so good. grown up. Like
1: oh Christ! Like, All right. It's
3: so silly, good, and so like oh my God! They're gonna do it anyway. Good. Like it's, it's so and great. it's
2: like scary and funny yeah. and quirky. It's it's so like, it hurts my feelings that it's not coming back for a full season. Yeah. Like, right, right. Like I'm, I am like, is it canceled? What Idol. happened? Idol. Just let me have my Sleepy Hollow. Cancel Dad's and the new girl and let me have Sleepy Hollow. No,
0: Sleepy Hollow didn't get canceled. It's just a 13-episode season.
2: I know. I want it to be 24 episodes.
3: Yeah. All right.
2: I want it to have 52 episodes. I want it to be on every single week, forever and ever.
3: Of all the shows that had that, you know, that that after the credits part where it goes, like, and we'll be back in January, that was the show that I was like, ooh! Right. I was broken.
2: And then, when I found out that it was only going to be the 13 episodes, and they're like, we have to bring back that boring f- show with the guy on it, with that Kevin Bacon, because we want to keep him on contract. I was like, no one cares
1: about the following. I kind of like the following. I like the first half of the first season of the following, and then it started getting shitty. But I I think that there's something good in there and hopefully now that they've realized that they fucked it up, that hopefully then maybe the second season can be better.
2: I think the whole stupid thing of like, oh, he is the world's best Edgar Allan Poe professor. That
1: was dumb, that was stupid, that was lazy, that had nothing to do with anything. And also, if you're going to do a story about a serial killer who is obsessed with an author who builds a cult, how do you not pick Lovecraft? <laughs> he actually created cults. Yeah. Like come on, what the hell? It was so cheesy and it's just like it just Edgar Allan Poe made a better mask. Like that's all it was.
0: Well, let's see. Anthony's also looking forward to the Blacklist and Almost Human.
1: My mom loves the Blacklist so much.
2: My mom loves the Blacklist too.
3: <laughs> Everyone tells me blacklist is great.
2: It is really good.
3: Fuck on demand TV and Hulu and whatever deal they have, because I wanted to get caught up on that during the break, and I went and it was only like four or five episodes available, which is dirt which is terrible, man. Like they should have the first half of that season it should just be out there because people probably a lot of people probably would have got caught up. And when they return, they'd be watching it live, and they're just shooting themselves in the foot. Now i got to wait for, like, Netflix or something like
1: Dude, they should have put out, they should have had this, I don't understand why shows with, like, this much continuity don't do this, where you have, like, your first half of your season of Scandal or shades of the Shield or whatever, and then it ends in, like, the first week of December. Put out the DVD, like, two weeks before Christmas. Have people give it to their friends so we can start watching the show.
3: Right, yeah. Well, it's
2: just because, it's because it takes a long time to print them. That's the only problem. Like, on that mass side. And, they, and to get them out to things, because I was thinking about that too. It's like, why don't they have? Why do I have to wait a whole year to get like my Game of Thrones DVDs or whatever? And it's usually yeah. because it takes that long to like produce them and make them look nice. They're not going to just put out like a bootleg.
3: It'd be cool if they did. Do it digitally, like Breaking Bad did this last season, where they kept they put out like a half a season or something like that on um, Amazon, and then you could go and buy the individual episodes. Um, to get caught up to by the last episode. Well, you can do, and different. you can
2: do that with you can do that with like all of these shows. You can buy them on Amazon Prime or you can buy them on um, iTunes. So they're all yeah. accessible. It's just if you want to stream versus
1: <laughs> purchasing. Yeah, I prefer. I always prefer purchasing. Yeah. Because I always feel like with streaming, even if you quote unquote buy the episode, you're really renting it. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Because you do have to watch it on their service, and if they can't carry it yeah. anymore, yeah. So you then
2: can get bad. like blacklist on Amazon. You can get the videos. The little, the not, you know,
3: the digital. I guess I have to, man, because that that pissed me off. I want to get caught up because everyone likes that show. It's a good show, and Almost Human is great.
2: Yeah. Yes, I love Almost Human. Almost also. Human's
0: been been surprisingly good. Almost Human is doing a lot of things right that I wish Agents of Shield would do right.
2: Mm. Well, and mm. I think Almost Human because it's an it's an eight o'clock sh- or it's a nine o'clock show, isn't it? Isn't it a later show? Yeah it can get away with a little bit more stuff than yeah. agents of shield, shield
3: doesn't have enough prostitutes on it mm. <laughs> that we know of that we know of.
2: there's not enough carl urban on agents of shield either
0: anthony also says uh killer women with trisha
1: helfer is that the name of the show or is it, it's a weird time yeah it's, it's a new
2: abc mini sh- mini show
3: yeah that looks terrible by the way
1: i'll see anything trisha helfer is in. i'll give it a shot
2: and she's a Texas she's a Texas bounty hunter or whatever.
1: Of course she is. How could she not be?
2: I'm excited for that new sci-fi show Helix. Oh, Helix. Kind of yeah, I'm
1: on board for Helix. I don't even know what that one's about. Pitch it.
2: I don't know what it's about either, but I keep I keep seeing clips for it, and I'm like, hmm. it's
0: produced by uh, Ronald Moore, and it's set. It looks like oh. it's set in Antarctica, and there's weird experiments going on. Maybe something like the. Oh, thing. cool! Done. I, I don't down, it, it looks pretty
2: cool. Now that I'm a nerd, I I am gonna watch all the nerd shows now.
0: I uh, I'm also looking forward to the return of Trophy Wife.
2: Yes, oh. thank you, Win. Love that's my favorite comedy of the year. That and the Goldbergs.
0: Trophy Wife is hilarious. I cannot believe how funny that show is. Bert is my spirit animal, and I want to see him on TV every week.
3: Another show that just started during the break that uh, I know most people don't watch, uh, Rick and Morty, which is a cartoon show that comes on our Cartoon Network. In-
2: oh,
1: I've seen a lot of ads for that, yeah.
2: It's by Dan Harmon.
3: It's by the same dude who did Community, in case you know, people are open to that. Um, and especially for sci-fi nerd type people, it's so good, and it makes so many references to like, 80s movies and 80s nerd geek culture and stuff um like the the grandpa morty is like the crazy scientist a la back to the future and um it's just it just gets so good and freaky especially if you're a big fan of community and some of the like ways they play with uh characters and concepts and and science and stuff on there i think you'll enjoy it so rick and morty everybody
0: community comes back too yeah how has no one brought up hannibal yet Great show. I can't remember when that airs or when that's returning, but yeah.
1: It's coming back. It's coming back in the, in 2014 and holy shit. That's
3: fantastic.
1: That show and Bates Motel, neither of which should work because their premises are fundamentally flawed, are both fucking awesome, but Hannibal, oh my god.
2: Oh, Bibs, I can't wait for you to watch Sleepy Hollow cuz you're going to add it to that list.
1: Yeah. I hope so. I really, really hope so. Because Bates Motel is so fucking intentionally funny that I just can't get over it. And Hannibal is just some of the best goddamn writing. Yeah. It's just they've done a fantastic job. And that cliffhanger. It's so good. The cliffhanger. Oh, my God. Brian that Fuller. was so Oh, my God. In heaven. I'm on Brian Fuller's team for life. He's one of the best interviews I've ever done. He is so cool, and he was so. His mind is smart. Isn't the Americans coming back soon as well? I yeah, like- the
2: Americans comes back in in January. I like
1: that show. Speaking of Americans, I'm really looking forward to the Turn from AMC. What is the Turn? The Turn is a series about the founding of the Culper Ring, which was America's first spy organization started by George Washington. Whoa. It starts
2: Jamie Bell, and it's, it takes place in, like, 1778.
1: Yeah, and that's actually really cool. I think that's a really fun idea. I love Jamie Bell to death. Um, I mean, it might suck, who knows, but, like, I, the, I'm i turned on by the concept, so I hope that's neat.
3: For me, I'm looking forward to uh, The Return of Girls on HBO. Yeah. Also, Game of Thrones is coming on um, after the Super Bowl. And, um, of course, I can't can't forget to mention the second half of Walking Dead, which was, uh, I thought, phenomenal this season. Um, so much death and so many... Um,
1: so much walking.
3: Yeah, so, so much walking because they don't have cars and stuff readily available anymore. But um, I just enjoyed it, man, and uh, it really delivered this year
0: i i agree with you rod i after season three of the walking dead i i seriously considered leaving the show but mm-hmm. this season so far has been really fantastic it feels like the showrunner really gets it
3: yeah i thought what they did with the governor is one of the more brilliant things they've done on tv in a while because it could have really went bad when they went back and kind of took two episodes to just tell this guy's story and build him back up Is to like what's happening. And I think most TV shows would have just had him show up and be like, he's back guys, it's, it's gonna get crazy. And I, I actually enjoyed them being like, let's humanize him a bit and then tell everybody why he's even scarier than before. Yeah, yeah,
0: that worked really, really well. All right, well, unless there's anything else people want to talk about, that will wrap it up for this bonus episode. Anything else people would
3: like to discuss? Uh, I don't know, you guys got any New Year's resolutions?
1: I resolved to make no resolutions, damn it!
3: Uh, you already fucked it
1: up. <laughs> Bibs, do you want to tell
0: us about your brief career in the adult film industry?
1: Yes. Uh yes, I was uh I, I have a couple of credits on the internet adult film database, IAFD.com. Uh and they used an older picture, which I prefer because I have more hair and I'm thinner. But uh yes, I am in uh Superman versus Spider Man Triple X, and I am in Star Wars XXX. X.
0: That's why you're constantly referencing porn parodies, if people are wondering. It's because you've actually been in a few of them.
1: Well, that's part of it. I also just think they're a fascinating genre right now, but... I, I actually got my start as a professional film critic, uh, writing a series of satirical movie reviews of porn parodies, but I wrote them as if they were being written by a film student who was trying to get an A on his critical analysis paper, so I just over-analyzed all the lighting and the mise-en-scene and the costume designs and the serious psychological ramifications of all the relationships, and I pretty much ignored the sex. And uh, a lot like so like adult film companies saw what I was doing and they thought it was really really funny And they'd invited me to do a couple of set visits and I was like fuck. Yes, I'm doing set visits. That's awesome
2: I bet it smells so bad.
1: It's actually not. No, it's just another movie set. It's really not that weird Everyone's really casual and just hanging out, but uh, uh, So I was on the set of this ain't Star Trek triple X I got to watch Evan Stone and Sasha Grey have sex, which was which was an interesting experience. And they uh, they said as just like a little treat, they would just give me a credit in the in the end credits. I didn't do anything, mm-hmm. but this is my favorite part. Was I was they, they gave me this form because you know you have to put it like a legal form, and there was like put your real name and now put your porn name. And I was like, oh, shit, I actually have to – I couldn't figure out what my porn name was going to be. So I asked like, Evan Stone and Sasha Gray, like, what, what do you – is it like your pet in your street? And they're like, no one really does that. Just make up something cool. So I decided on Drake Tungsten. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. So I'm Drake Tungsten in Star Trek Triple X. But uh, in when I went to a couple more set visits and I did uh, Superman vs. Spider-Man, they offered me a speaking part. So uh, I am hung from, I'm very well hung from the end of a, a building uh, by Spider-Man. And he's like, where are Doc Ock and Luthor? And I have this terrible Brooklyn accent, like, Doc Ock and Luthor going to Metropolis. And then Superman shows up, and then I try to kill Spider-Man, and then Superman lasers the gun out of my hand. And I go, ah! And oh, I just run out. and That's my whole bit.
3: They were crossing Marvel and DC? Yes, because they totally. This
1: is why it's awesome. They can do this. They have no, there are no rules.
2: There's no rules in porn.
1: None whatsoever. So that was that. And then in Star Wars, I I don't have like a speaking part. Um, I actually haven't seen it. I'm in the cantina scene and ostensibly I'm supposed to be the person who introduces Obi-Wan to Chewbacca. Uh, That might not have made the final cut, though, because it's not really an important scene and the movie was running long anyway. That's an important role, though. It is important role.
3: Yeah, I always wondered how they met. Yeah,
1: no. So, um, and there was a scene, and again, I haven't, I haven't watched that one yet. But I was told uh, that they did when they did the Han and Greedo scene in that one. Like Greedo just shows up, and then Han just shoots him, and then shoots him again, and then shoots him again, and then shoots him again, and then shoots him again. <laughs> Just to make it clear and I was like all right, that's funny. All right, you guys know what you're doing So yes, so that is my brief but illustrious pornographic career And I really really like the idea of and I'm credited as myself in this last two because I'm never going to run for public office And I really really like the idea that somewhere out there. There's someone watching one of those movies doing their business and then they have to stop because I'm on screen and they just have to watch my scene. And then they just like, "All right, get on, and they're going. There we go." And then they're they're back back at their business. <laughs> it's more flattering if they keep going, of course. But uh, I'll still, you know, I I have a special part in someone's heart either they hate me for interrupting the sex or they love me for it. <laughs> so seek it out. Superman versus Spider-Man Triple X. That's my big break. <laughs> All right. Well, Amazing. I think that's a good note to wrap things up on here with the
2: Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Literally. Yeah. Wrap that up.
0: <laughs> Please uh, write in and let us know what you're looking forward to in the second half of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, you can email us at shieldcast at filmgeekradio.com or comment on the website at filmgeekradio.com. You can also leave us a voicemail through the website or you can call us at 336-793-2509 you can subscribe to us through iTunes or Stitcher. If you like us, please write us a review. That helps us get the word out about the show. And if you if you really like us and you'd like to uh, help us out financially, you can donate to us by going to filmgeekradio.com and clicking the donate button. Uh, or you can use our affiliates page to visit some of our partners, including Amazon. And anything you purchase from our affiliates, uh, if you use our site to get there, we get a small percentage of whatever you spend. So you can buy something for yourself and help us out at the same time. And as always, be sure to check out other great shows on Film Geek Radio, including Cinema Fix, The Thin Place. Uh, we just wrapped up The Briefing Room, which was our Homeland podcast. And we do have a new show uh, coming out in a week or two, which will be about uh, season one of True Detectives. So stay tuned for that. Yay.
1: Agent Bibbs, where can people find more of your work?
0: Other than at their favorite adult film store.
1: Well, yes, obviously. No, no, you can find me in Superman vs. Spider-Man XXX. It might be Spider-Man vs. Superman XXX. I'm not sure who made the cut there. Uh, But uh, you can find me at Crave Online. We've just posted all of our big year-end best film, worst film, most underrated films of the year lists there. So it's very comprehensive. Like four opinions on each one. So I hope you check that out. It's really fun. We couldn't agree on shit. Uh, We also uh, have the B-Movies podcast which we also just did our Best and Worst for 2013 episode. And the episode before that, we actually reviewed Walt Disney's The Lone Ranger with the director of The Lone Ranger XXX. So that's actually an an extra good tie-in. So that is no biases whatsoever. It's really funny. (laughs) And uh, and you can follow me on Twitter at William Bibiani. And if you're in the Los Angeles area, you can hear me on AM radio almost every Friday morning at 9.45 AM. I won't be on this week. Asian Women Reyes, where can people find more of your work?
2: Um, you can find me over at realvixen.com. I just put up my favorite TV moments of the of the past year. And also I'll be in LA and, and for the next couple of weeks covering the Television Critics Association press, winter press tour. So I'll have lots of interviews and stuff coming up and hopefully be able to announce where you can find those things shortly once I sign a contract. <laughs>
3: Agent Rod Morrow, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me at theblackouttips.com. You can also search on iTunes, Stitcher, and Podomatic for the Black Guy Who Tips podcast, and uh, we'll come up. And uh, you can listen to it there, man. You know, before we go, I'd like to just say uh, – Rest in peace to James Avery, man. Uncle Phil died last night, man. So. Oh, man. And the Shredder. Yeah, and the Shredder, dog. Ah, uh, 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 that was my favorite. That was my dog, uh, Mission Man. So, rest in peace.
0: I didn't even know you died. That's really. I'm depressed now. You've ruined my day.
3: Well, now the only thing we have to look forward to is Shield coming back.
0: Yeah.
2: Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Go watch Once Upon a Time instead.
0: I am managing editor of MovieMezing.com. You can find some of my movie reviews there. Uh, at some point over the next week, we will be unleashing our massive list of like the top 50 films of uh, 2013. So uh, uh, stay tuned to that. Uh, you can also find me co-hosting a few other podcasts on Film Geek Radio, including uh, Cinema Fix and our upcoming True Detective podcast. Uh, and you can follow me on Twitter at Writer Andrew. And I hope you'll do so so we can keep talking about Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, that'll wrap it up for this episode. Agents Disassemble.